This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, October 15th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. The real status of salmon. Insurance limits go up. Biden COP26 team includes Vilsack. Air's property linked to climate concerns. Water agencies correct the record on salmon. The Northern California Water Association, or NACWA, they're seeking to set the record straight on the status of salmon populations in the Sacramento River this year. There was generated a lot of hyperbole in the press regarding the health of salmon in the region and prognosticating the demise of the species as a whole, said Todd Manley, the NCWA Government Affairs Director. Speaking at a recent meeting of the Association of California Agencies, Manley acknowledged the impacts of the drought on fish populations. But he pointed out that more than 9,500 adult winter-run Chinook salmon have still managed to return to the upper reaches of the river, the largest number in more than 15 years. As far as water temperatures being too hot for fry and juvenile salmon, he said 200,000 fish have already made it the 60 miles downstream. Investments in side channels are, quote, paying dividends on this stretch of the river. But state lobbyists may not be able to fully validate the numbers until as late as next June. Manley traced back the misleading headlines to one state employee responding to a reporter's question about hypothetical worst-case scenarios. Insurance coverage limits to increase for farms. California Department of Insurance announced this week an increase in coverage limits for agricultural and winery properties under the state's insurer of last resort. The new limits for California Fair Plan will nearly double from 4.5 million to 8.4 million. With a tighter insurance market due to wildfire risk, many farmers and vendors need more coverage than they can currently get, said Insurance Commissioner Ricardo Lara. He has been working with the California Farm Bureau on solutions to farms losing coverage. This follows Governor Newsom signing SB 11, which enables the plan to insure farm structures. This isn't just talk. It's moving forward with conviction to address the challenges facing agriculture and collaborating on solutions, said Farm Bureau President Jamie Johansson. The department also released data on insurance losses for farms and wineries. Wine country fires from 2017 to 20 accounted for 45% of statewide losses, though the region represents just 8% of markets for commercial agriculture and farm owner insurance. U.S. Ag Group. Farmers need new foreign market opportunities. The Biden administration needs to concentrate on negotiating to gain increased access to foreign markets for U.S. ag exporters, especially Asia, or risk falling further behind in international races to increase trade ties. That according to a diverse panel of experts gathered by the Farmers for Free Trade. Panelists like Deborah Gangwish, a board member for the National Corn Growers Association, 
Howard Roth, former president of the National Pork Producers Council, and Doug Chapin, the chair of the board for the Michigan Milk Producers, said farmers and ranchers are increasingly dependent on foreign markets and stressed the urgency the ag sector feels for new free trade agreements. Whether it's rejoining the comprehensive and progressive Trans-Pacific Partnership, resuming negotiation with the U.K., or embarking on new trade uh, free trade agreements, the U.S. needs to begin taking action, the panelists all said. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. John Deere factory workers go on strike over contract. More than 10,000 unionized John Deere workers from 14 facilities are now on strike after declining a proposed contract negotiated by the company and the United Automobile Workers. The strike began at midnight after UAW members rejected an offer from John Deere. Our members at John Deere strike for the ability to earn a decent living, retire with dignity, and establish fair work rules. Chuck Browning, the vice president and director of UAW's Agricultural Implement Department, said in a release, We stay committed to bargaining until our members' goals are achieved. According to a summary posted to UAW's website, the proposed deal, which was rejected by 90% of UAW membership on Sunday evening, would have raised employee wages 5 or 6% based on pay level. Additionally, employees would have gotten 3% general wage increases in 23 and in 2025. Workers are setting up pickets at John Deere locations that according to the UAW release. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Will Vilsack have climate spending in hand? Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack will be a part of the U.S. delegation to the International Climate Conference starting October 31st in Glasgow, a USDA spokesperson confirms. President Biden also will be at the COP26 conference. Other officials going include Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm and Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, according to CNN. The big question is whether Biden will have any action from Congress in time to back up his commitment to cut in half U.S. greenhouse gas emissions by 2030. More than $90 billion in ag climate provisions and more than $200 billion in green energy incentives are at stake as Democrats struggle to agree on a pared-down version of the president's Build Back Better plan. Now take note, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said yesterday that the legislation needed to be passed before the conference. It runs through November 12th. But that would be a heavy lift given the lack of reported progress in the intra-party talks. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki downplayed the importance of quick action on the climate measures. She said, quote, whether our agenda is passed is not going to be the defining factor in the success of the Glasgow meetings. Air's property issue linked to climate concerns. A major environmental group and paper goods manufacturer have teamed up to help resolve Air's property issues that have made it difficult for many rural blacks to make full use of their land. The World Wildlife Fund and Kimberly Clark supporting a pilot project in Mississippi that the group's hope will ultimately improve forest management and help reduce greenhouse gas emissions. 
We will have to prevent the exploitation of families and their land if we want to prevent forest fragmentation and loss in this country and mitigate the worst effects of climate change, said Kerry Cesaria, Senior Vice President of Forests for WWF. Why it matters? Well, families with heirs' property lack clear title to the land and often have trouble getting loans or participating in USDA programs. Vangela Wade, President and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Justice, says the project will help families establish legal ownership of their land and then make better use of it. Here's today's She Said It. Fiber optics has become the new toilet paper. That Shirley Bloomfield, CEO of the NTCA, the Rural Broadband Association, discussing supply shortages for materials needed to build out rural broadband. She was speaking during the One Country Rural Progress Summit yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, October 15th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Chuck Alley.